2: here is Mary Beth Lodge
0: Good morning how are you today thank you for joining me today on What's M- what matters today I'm going to challenge you to make a difference I'm going to ask you to find the motivation to make a change within yourself that will carry ripples of positive change into the lives of those around you and well beyond and we're actually gonna spend most of our day talking about ripples of positive change so for this one hour spend the time listening and thinking about how this information presented here today applies to you. Not your significant other, your best friend, your child, your parent, or your coworker, Just you. You are the only person you can really change. You are the only person you are responsible for. And you are the person that can truly make a difference. And yeah, I know, you're busy. I'm busy too. We're all busy. We lead very, very busy lives. And sometimes it feels good to be busy. And maybe at this time of year, the busy is so busy that you almost feel like you can't come up for air. And that says to me that you might be distracted from your goals. You might have lost focus on what's important. Are you taking for granted the people in your life and the actions that you take that are most important to you? Are you still focused on the goals that you have for yourself? On the simple things that make a difference in your life and the life of the people around you? Are you spending your energy on things that don't really matter? What are the choices that you make in your world? And how do you touch the lives of the people you meet? Do you create sunshine wherever you are? This morning, I want to talk about gratitude. Now, I'm personally grateful for many, many things this morning. It is a beautiful, sunshiny day. So easy to be grateful on a sunshiny day. And on my porch, there are bouncing kittens. They're everywhere, playing on doing doing jungle gym on the front porch with the chairs on the porch and they're chasing each other and they're chasing the big cats and they're stalking the bugs in the backyard and they remind me that this is a time for playfulness and that playfulness is just as important as exercise and good nourishment and lots of healthy water. Playfulness is a part of our life. As adults we often forget to play and it's not until we see the children or the kittens in our life that we are reminded that playfulness is so important. I'm grateful this morning because I see evidence of waves of expansion in my practice, in my business, in every area of my life. And I'm also grateful this morning, once again, for our sponsor in AT&T Mobility, who continues to support this program so that this message of positive change can be carried to all of you and so that each of you can carry it to someone else. Think of how many lives we as a community can touch by simply sharing a smile. Think about that. Very, very carefully. Because today I want to ask you how you put gratitude into action in your life. See, I know that when you listen to me as I do this opening segment on the things that I am grateful for, it stimulates your thoughts about the things that you are grateful for. We can share a little sunshine in that way we share sunshine between us when i think of something i'm grateful for and you think of something you're grateful for but let me ask you do you go beyond that do you go beyond just a moment of gratitude in your morning do you look for moments of gratitude throughout your day and do you stop do you take a moment to acknowledge how grateful for you are I was privileged this week to witness an amazing transformation. Even I didn't think that this transformation would take place as quickly as it did. A few weeks ago, a new client came to see me. And it was obvious to both of us that one of the areas that was standing in his way was a very pessimistic expectation for almost everything in his life. He believes he has bad luck. He believes that negative things happen. In fact, he expects all the bad things to happen in his life. And although the things that he wanted to change were centered on his health status, his negative outlook permeated every area of his life. So much so that when I asked him for one thing that he was grateful for on the morning of our appointment, The only good thing that he could identify about his day was that he had woken up on the right side of the blacktop. Well, that's a start. But it certainly wasn't going to get him out of this pattern of negativity. And his pattern of negativity was creating a lot of very difficult symptoms in his life. Um, Emotional symptoms that he just couldn't get past. Now, because of his nature, I had to take on a very unusual approach with him. And for those of you who are clinicians, you'll recognize what I was doing. See, I needed to match his gruffness and irritability in order to establish a good, solid rapport with him. It's not my usual nature to be gruff or irritable. Well, okay, irritable sometimes, but not with my clients. It was one of the few times that the practitioner in the office adjacent to me complained about how loud the session has been because i had to match his vocal tone he was quite loud and he was very irritated um he was irritated with the wall hanging that is across the room which i actually use for a focal point he found it aggravating he let me know very loudly it was very interesting to watch and so i had to match that vocal tone that gruffness, that style of speech, in order to gain rapport with him. So I shifted into that same gruff and and irritable nature that he had. And from that connection, I was able to make some suggestions. And one of the suggestions I made was the gratitude assignment. You are, of course, familiar with that, right? Perhaps you've actually done this. The assignment that I suggested was that twice a day he write down three things that he's grateful for. You've done this, haven't you? Writing down things you're grateful for, keeping a journal or a log of the things that you're grateful for. The catch is that each list has to be different. No duplicates allowed. So you can only put on the list one time that you woke up on the right t- side of the blacktop. Then it's on the list, you're already grateful for that. Now. I actually made the assignment twice a day for him because I figured that if I made it once a day he, he needed to be oppositional, he needed to be a little non-compliant and he wouldn't do it at all. So by making it twice a day he had the option of being compliant but not doing it so rigorously he could do it once a day. And for most people that's true you assign it twice a day they'll do it once and that is what he did at least That's what he did formally. So here's the transformation. I was actually a little surprised that he had completed the exercise on the first time it was suggested. I really did expect that we'd have to visit this again. But this demonstrates that I had achieved the level of rapport that I'd hoped for. He had responded to the suggestion. Now I was pretty sure that I was taking advantage of a trance state but the fact that he completed the assignment tells me that I was actually successful. And he came in, he reported that at first he was listing the obvious, his wife, his son, his dog. And then he was grateful for various experiences that he'd had in his life. A trip to Monument Valley, a very special round of golf. And he was grateful for the many friends he has and the camaraderie of this group of friends. Okay, so we were on the right track. Then came the moment that indicated that he had been successful in changing his brain. He reported that he was watching the US Open this weekend. This man loves and hates golf. He's very passionate about golf, both negatively and positively. And he found himself, in his mind, wandering to a thought of gratitude for the opportunity to watch the Open, for the television and for the means to own a television so that he could enjoy the event. And he was absolutely baffled as to how that had happened. I was in awe of just how powerful the exercise and the underlying suggestion was. Now, I told you, I did take advantage of a natural tran- trance state when I used that gruff attitude with him, and I used a technique to strengthen the suggestion. But in even even in doing that, I was still impressed with how effectively he had changed his brain to a new perspective. He didn't expect to be reflecting on gratitude as he's watching the open. He expected to, you know, think of it once a day and then he was done with it. He expected to follow his usual pattern. But because he had been practicing this exercise over and over again, he began to see other opportunities for gratitude now he is not miraculously a Pollyanna he's not looking at every good situation and in fact he still practiced some of his old pattern when he came to see me so he still has lots of practice and other areas to focus on to achieve the goals that he has for himself but this exercise has cleared an attitude that has sabotaged his success for most of his adult life so that was my question to you at the beginning How do you apply gratitude in your day? Do you take little moments to acknowledge some blessing or person that has come to you in your day? Do you observe the influence of others in your life? Do you recognize the ripple effect as it comes towards you? And do you collect evidence of blessings and gifts during your day. I like to do that. I like to collect evidence that I am moving in the right direction. I like to observe something as it unfolds, almost like I can see a few more feet down the path of this journey I'm on. And I love looking for that evidence that says, yes, I am in the right place at just the right time. I also like to observe how previous experiences in my life now play out as necessary development for a current situation or opportunity. So we'll come back to that in just a moment. But first, I'd like to take a short break. And When we come back, we'll talk about your past experiences and how they play in to where you are today and the blessings that you can send to others you're listening to the voice america variety channel stay tuned
2: Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World,
1: or Android Market. I just got AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network, and let me tell you, it's crazy fast, like living in the future fast. My roommates can't keep up. Ooh, Jenny, did you hear? That Barbara has an extra ticket to the concert? Lisa, that's so 42 seconds ago. I already downloaded it from the link she sent me. Oh, great. Lisa will forget about that ticket soon. See, about 52 seconds ago, her boyfriend changed his relationship status to single. She doesn't know that yet, but she will in three, two, one. 2, at AT&T. Rethink possible. Get it fast with AT&T the nation's largest 4g network
0: introducing the new samsung galaxy note it's a phone it's a tablet it's both and it's only from at&t
2: limited 4g lte availability and select markets learn more at att.com slash network new two-year voice agreement with qualifying monthly data plan required other charges and restrictions apply for more details visit att.com slash note are you ready to make a change in your life would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now back to What Matters.
0: Good morning, and thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. We've been talking about taking gratitude into action, and Really, we're going to get to business principles, I promise, but I want to really focus on this gratitude thing for just another moment. See, I like to observe, I said that before the break, I like to observe how previous experiences that I have were necessary as development for a current situation or opportunity. Even things that seemed so negative at the time, things that were so difficult, as I look through the pattern or the context of my life, I realized that I had to have a certain experience in order to be of service to someone now or in order to have a better understanding or a greater perspective or to apply that skill in a new way. Let me give you an example. In my early years I spent a lot of time working with teenagers And these were not easy, happy teenagers. They were the hard ones. The ones who had drug involvement or dependency, who came from very challenging environments and were really struggling to make their way in the world. Now, I love adolescents. I think they are the greatest age group that God ever created. But a very wise mentor of mine that I'm still grateful to today told me to plan for five years down the road. Because what he said was, unless you change your role or your approach, you'll wear out working with that type of a challenging population. And I've found that wisdom to be very, very true. And I've shared that wisdom many times as I taught students who were entering the fields of addictions treatment. That was a wonderful piece of guidance. Any challenging population, any challenging situation, you can enter into it and you'll have lots of energy for about five years. But then, you've got to be looking for something new or some other way to come at. You can still work with that population, but you have to come at it from a different role or a different perspective because you will wear out from the energy that it requires. Well, what I noticed from that time that I worked with teenagers is that later on, the... Work that I had done with adolescents made me a better manager when I was in the healthcare field. I had developed many skills for communication, for limit setting, and for skill development for my work with teens. Although I wasn't perfect at it, I could often avoid a power struggle with an employee because I had already learned that skill when I worked with teens. It's the ripple effect within my own life. So, Do you appreciate that ripple effect in your life? As you look back through your own history, do you see the value of an earlier experience in something you do today? Do you see how all of your experiences, when taken in context of your life, are somehow influences in who you are today? Maybe you are even able to look at the uncomfortable and difficult times of your life and see how even those times maybe even more so than the easy times, shaped you. Sometimes just that perspective makes getting through a current challenge a little bit easier or at least it might make more sense when viewed as preparation for something that is yet to be. See, if you're currently in a challenge, if you're currently in something that just seems overwhelming, if you could pull back from that and look at it in context of your life see how you were prepared in previous experiences to meet this challenge and also see how this challenge might shape you into someone new someone who can provide more service to others someone who has a great gift of understanding of something whatever that challenge is for you and how you might take that and share it with others. Sometimes those challenging experiences, especially the ones that seem repetitive, help us gain a greater understanding of ourselves. Like my client, who could see the pattern of negative thinking but had no clue as to how to change that. Even though his wife and his friends had been telling him for years that he was too negative, that he needed to look on the positive sign, that he needed to, you know, see the glasses half full, not half empty. Because he continued to collect evidence to support his negative beliefs, he was unable to change his thinking. It was only in the practice of thinking in a new way that he was able to change his brain, and ultimately he will change his life. So what I'm suggesting is a change in your thinking. If there is a situation that still rankles, a situation from your past that still has a negative emotional charge, you know, the ones where you can speak the right words, but you can't quite get the emotion out, that's what I'm talking about. Now, if it was a trauma, by all means, treat the trauma. There are plenty of different and successful ways to treat traumas. But if the event either isn't a trauma, just something that was upsetting to you, or if you've treated the trauma but still have an emotional remnant of the anger, the resentment, or the fear, then this is what I can suggest. It's about changing your brain. Just like the client I talked about earlier, you can change your brain. Can you allow yourself to find some aspect of that situation that you are grateful for? As you look for the evidence of how that situation shaped you, how you learned or grew or became a better person, you begin to change your brain. Remember we learn better with a little bit of frustration. So it's okay if you're frustrated with trying to figure out how to change your brain. Did you learn something more effectively because of that situation? Are you better at the skill that you learned because it was difficult or maybe even necessary? Could have been something that you needed just for basic survival. Look at that skill now and look how valuable that is. I am not minimizing whatever experience this may have been for you. I am simply suggesting a shift in perspective. How does it help you to continue to have that old resentment? How does it help you to continue to carry anger about a situation? How does it help you to be fearful? If you answer that it does not, then a small change in your awareness can lead to a dramatic change in your brain. Is there someone in your life that you find really difficult? Can you find something about them that you're grateful for? Even a moment of gratitude because this person's behaviors give you the opportunity to practice patience or tolerance is a good place to start in shifting your perspective. Can you find something about the situation that has helped you to become of better service to someone else. Many people look at their own parents, especially if their childhood history was conflictual in some way, and hold a resentment for something that the parent did or didn't do. But perhaps because of your parent and your conscious decision to be different or better at parenting, you sought out more information. Perhaps you sought guidance so as to provide an emotionally healthier life for your own children. Do you see what you thought was a negative time? Was really what motivated you to learn the skills and emotional health to provide a better environment for your children. Without the challenge, you might have unconsciously followed the same path that was modeled for you. I've seen that pattern way too often. So I am grateful when someone seeks guidance and information because they want to improve upon what they already know. And it is the motivation for that that was a difficult situation. And so be it. You know, if that motivation came from a difficult time, okay, I really don't care what the motivation was for the change. What's important is that the change offers a new perspective. It offers a healthier position. It offers greater stability, or a greater gift to someone else. Now, in the same light, it's important for us to allow our children to have some struggles. Sometimes when we have struggled and had to work for everything, we want to make things easy for our children, and yet we do them a disservice because we don't teach them to work for what they want. We don't teach them to put effort in. So this is also important. Remember, it is the influence of your experience that caused a shift in your thinking and behaviors. The influence made you better able to serve others. And you are a ray of light. When you recognize that all of your experiences our cause for gratitude, you will truly be in charge of your own thinking. Now, I didn't start out today to talk about gratitude. Really, I didn't. Well, I did mean to talk about it for just a few more minutes than usual, but I've gone into quite a depth, and here's why. I intend to talk about business success, taking your energy for a great idea and turning it into a successful endeavor, whatever that might mean to you. But as I was doing the research and thinking about our last guest, that was last week Ron Howell, the president of Zuma Worldwide, as I listened to him, I realized that there is a common thread that underlies any business success, and that involves being in charge of your thinking. Every book I've read recently on success in business has some aspect of being in charge of your thinking. You have to maintain a positive attitude, even in the face of adversity, says one book. All of the many books on sales success admonish that one cannot come from a position of desperation, but must approach that sale with confidence and focus. Well, that involves being in charge of your thinking. We create our own attitude. Whether we know it or not, we make a choice many, many times in our day as to how we will look at something, how we interpret an action, or how we judge another, based on some set of standards that we value. But we are in charge of those thoughts. So to be successful in any outcome, any goal, we must be in charge of our thinking. Now, as we take charge of our thinking, we may become aware Of the choices that we have and this is what I'm asking you to do become conscious of the choices and the decisions that you make the little ones throughout the day you know the little ones when you reach for a glass of water or not the little choices when you select what to eat for breakfast or lunch or a snack This morning, I woke up pretty sleepy, and I had a choice. Do I go back to sleep, or do I get up and move and be prepared for this day? Even just a half an hour before I was to go on the air, I was feeling very, very sleepy. What was my choice? Well, I could sit still for a few more minutes and catnap, or I could exercise and get circulation to my brain. Yep, you can tell by how alert I am now. That's what I did. Those are the little choices. And so those little choices, that's what I want you to be aware of. When we come back, we'll talk more about the studies and the motivation for making changes in your thinking. You're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned.
1: Out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today, powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network.
2: Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation.
1: I just got AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network, and let me tell you, it's crazy fast, like living in the future fast. My roommates can't keep up. Oh, Jenny, did you hear... That Barbara has an extra ticket to the concert? Lisa, that's so 42 seconds ago. I already downloaded it from the link she sent me. Oh, great. Lisa will forget about that ticket soon. See, about 52 seconds ago, her boyfriend changed his relationship status to single. She doesn't know that yet, but she will in three, two, one. 2, <coughs> at AT&T. Rethink possible. Get it fast with AT&T. The nation's largest 4G network.
0: Introducing the new Samsung Galaxy Note. It's a phone. It's a tablet. It's both. And it's only from AT&T.
1: Limited 4G LTE
2: availability in select markets. Learn more at att.com network. New two-year voice agreement with qualifying monthly data plan required. Other charges and restrictions apply. For more details, visit att.com slash note. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now back to What Matters.
0: Good morning. Thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. We've had a great discussion on gratitude and putting gratitude into action in your life. And I want to move now into showing how that principle of controlling your thinking is so critical to any business goal that you have. I like to study when I'm weaving a chair. And so this weekend when I was so heavenly weaving a sweet little rocking chair, I listened to the audiobook of Wallace Waddles. It's called The Science of Getting Rich. Rebecca Fine recorded this version, uh, reading directly from the original text. Wallace Waddles predates most of our contemporary motivational speakers by at least a generation. The book was actually written in 1910. Um, And the book is available without charge through Rebecca Fine's website. Just search on The Science of Getting Rich and you'll find it easily. But in this very precise guide to the necessary steps to getting rich, Waddles lays out a step-by-step strategy, and almost all of it is mental. It is about thinking and then taking action. He refers to it as a certain way, and that's capitalized in quotes. He clearly describes gratitude as a necessary component to this process, and he clearly lays out the necessity of controlling one's thoughts so as to focus on the positive expectation of the successful outcome. Napoleon Hill in Think and Grow Rich studied the successful people of his time, you know, the Carnegies and uh, Rockefellers at that time, and he drew much the same conclusion. Successful people discipline their thoughts so as to stay focused on the goal. They view setbacks as temporary. They're simply little obstacles, and they expect to be successful. They expect to move past those little setbacks. Today we have Joe Vitale and many others writing and speaking about these same principles of success. So there are common threads in all of these works. Let's move into that. The first is about the belief. Wallace Wattles tells us that we have to have the belief that the outcome or goal is possible no matter what it may seem to others. It is only necessary that you yourself believe that the goal is attainable. Now, it does have to be plausible and within the laws of nature. You won't change the principle of gravity just because you believe it isn't true. But within that principle of gravity, there is still a way to fly, isn't there? The Wright Brothers demonstrated that. And aerodynamically, the bumblebee demonstrates that every day. By the laws of physics that that we understand at this time the bumblebee is in the wrong proportion and shape to fly. Yet it does so. So from that we can understand that we do not yet know, nor will we for a very long time, understand everything that there is to understand in our world. There are many things that, as of yet, we cannot explain. That doesn't make them wrong or untrue. It merely demonstrates our lack of knowledge, our limitation of understanding. So, our first step in success is the belief that success is possible, and a belief in yourself is capable of achieving that goal. Now, I could stop here and remind you of a success exercise that I've described to you before. Remember this exercise, it's called the Circle of Excellence, and it's a wonderful technique for shifting your thinking to a positive and confident state of mind. It's a very useful tool to have up your sleeve. And I could even do it with you now. But you know, the gratitude exercise may work just as well. When you are in gratitude, it is impossible to be in fear. When you are in gratitude, it is impossible to be angry. When you are in gratitude, it is impossible to hold a resentment. Once again, I say to you, you are in charge of your thinking choose wisely how you spend your thoughts remember that your brain responds the same whether you are actually experiencing a situation or simply imagining the situation if you repeat a situation in your mind over and over again you are forming a deep neuronal pathway that will fire automatically after a period of time that's what my client did with all his negative thinking Wouldn't you rather teach your brain to look for evidence of a positive outcome than to focus on a negative one? Wouldn't you rather focus on the evidence of your success rather than a failure? Would you prefer to focus on fear or uncertainty? That's right. And you can train your brain to do just that. Wallace Models called it thinking in a certain way. Again, capitalized and in quotes, he always did that. The focus on gratitude, the belief that it is possible, and the focus on a single purpose. That's what he meant by a certain way. Of course, the qualities of determination, persistence, and commitment all come into play. Without these, one loses focus. One fails to feel compelled to meet the challenges of the journey. Determination carries you through the hard stuff. Persistence keeps you moving no matter how much mud you have to slog through to get there. And commitment? Well, do I really have to say it? It's the commitment to your goal that ensures that you'll get there. It's the commitment to your goal that will allow no excuses, no doubts, and no distractions to interfere with that goal. And how do you do that? How do you change your mind when you experience doubt? Move to gratitude. The fear melts away. How do you shift your thinking when you hear an excuse escape from your own lips? Move to gratitude. From that space, you are able to recognize that if you want an outcome, it is you who has to take ownership of the actions required. Your circumstances do not define you. Your thoughts and subsequent actions are what defines you. Move your thoughts to gratitude and watch yourself take the right actions. And the distractions? Take a moment to be grateful even for the distraction and then refocus your thinking. It is easier to acknowledge a distraction and refocus your attention than to attempt to ignore the distraction only to find yourself focused on it again. You know, it's like that... I think of it as the toddler that needs attention. You know, when something distracts me, if I try to ignore it, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. If I have a thought in my brain and I try to ignore that thought, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It's just like the toddler who wants attention. The more that I ignore it, the more that the child acts out. So in the same way, I simply acknowledge that thought, thank you very much, and then I can let it go. Then it no longer has any power, any attention, any importance to me. I can let it go. It's the same way that I clean out my email box. I look at the subject of each email. Thank you very much. I'm not interested and I can easily eliminate those. Just delete them. The same is true in your own brain. Acknowledge the distraction and delete it. Success requires a singleness of purpose. I believe that is also a Waddles quote. It's interesting to me, because I wrote this outline before I listened to the audiobook again, and I found that I had automatically used the language from his book. I guess that shows how many times I've listened to it, and the many layers of suggestion that I have allowed myself to accept from this and other similar writings. By reinforcing that material in a variety of ways, it has become second nature to me. You might want to consider that in your own personal development. Reading a book one time or listening to a book one time is nice. It's informational. But if you really want to include those principles and qualities within yourself, listen to it a lot of times. Listen to it in the background when you're driving, when you're doing something else, when you wash the dishes or clean the bathroom. Listen to it as background and let it go in to your thinking. Success requires a singleness of purpose, a leisure sharp focus on the outcome you desire, a commitment to see it through, to do whatever it takes to get there, and a willingness to apply these principles of success to that goal. Waddles was very careful to admonish that success requires a moral code, a principle of providing value to others, and that any outcome you desire will only come about if it is in the best interests of those who it will affect. You can create a million dollars, but not for your own selfish desires. It will only come about if it ultimately allows greater service to others, or is beneficial for many people, not just one. Back to gratitude. When you are in this state of gratitude, you are aware of those around you. You are connected to the people you love. You are in recognition of the interconnectedness we all have with each other. Gratitude is so crucial. And Waddles ultimately talks about the necessity of gratitude in order to achieve one's success, not only as an exercise in controlling thought, but also because of the energy it generates. Yes, even in 1910, he was already speaking in terms of the energetic exchange between each of us with each other and also with the universe. He called it universal intelligence, I think. Mm. You might call it God. It depends on how you define your spirituality, but the principle is simply that gratitude for what is yet to be places us in the frame of mind of certainty that this thing will be achieved. Certainty of the outcome will carry us through the obstacles. We cannot be distressed when we know the outcome is assured. We may be impatient, and then we might recognize that the timing requires a pause so that something else can be put into place so as to move us closer to the goals. But the certainty that it will be achieved is the basic principle for you to grasp here. It requires trust or faith or whatever word works for you. But again, it is the assurance from within you that moves you past the obstacles, that allows you to be patient with the timing, and that gives you the determination to do what it takes in achieving this goal. Did you hear me? I said do what it takes. Now, there are other aspects to success, and we'll talk about those in just a moment. For right now, I'd like to take another short break. When we come back, we'll wrap up this discussion on gratitude and success. You're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned.
2: You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals she'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life visit lastinglifestylechange.com to request more information or a free consultation
1: i just got at&t the nation's largest 4g network and let me tell you it's crazy fast like living in the future fast my roommates can't keep up oh jenny did you hear that barbara has an extra ticket to the concert Lisa, that's so 42 seconds ago. I already downloaded it from the link she sent me. Oh, great. Lisa will forget about that ticket soon. See, about 52 seconds ago, her boyfriend changed his relationship status to single. She doesn't know that yet, but she will in 3, 2, 1. AT&T. Rethink Possible. Get it fast with AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network.
0: Introducing the new Samsung Galaxy Note. It's a phone, it's a tablet, it's both, and it's only from AT&T.
2: Limited 4G LTE availability in select markets. Learn more at att.com slash network. New two-year voice agreement with qualifying monthly data plan required. Other charges and restrictions apply. For more details, visit att.com slash note stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number 1 internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com you are listening to what matters with Mary Beth Lodge
0: Good morning, thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. We've had a great discussion on gratitude, controlling your thoughts, and business success and the relationship of all of that. Now there are other aspects to success, and the one I'd really like to highlight is knowing enough to know what you don't know. In other words, are you willing to seek guidance, instruction, and perspective from people who are more experienced than you? Even if your idea is unique, the process of bringing an idea to fruition is not. Seek counsel and information. Read every day. Learn new ideas. Develop new skills. We've talked about this as a way to maintain your cognitive abilities throughout your lifetime. Well, that's one reason to do it. Another is that the process of continuous learning makes you more successful. As you require of yourself new knowledge and new skills, you set the expectation that there is always a new purpose. You develop new thoughts, and again, this allows you to develop new perspectives. It comes back around to being in charge of your thoughts. When one disciplines the mind to study and learn, one develops the ability to discipline the actual thoughts as well. And isn't that what we've been talking about all along? the discipline to control your thinking to keep your thoughts focused in the direction you want not just randomly going wherever another way to include instruction and guidance is to develop a mastermind group now this language again comes from Napoleon Hill A mastermind group doesn't have to be people that know that they're a part of your mastermind group. Napoleon Hill talks about mastermind group in two ways. He has a a mastermind group in his own head, and he has a mastermind group of people that he is in contact with. Seek out people with knowledge, wisdom, behaviors, characteristics that you want to have, and include them in your mastermind group. You don't have to tell them, but you do have to study them. You do have to seek counsel and information from them, have conversation with them, observe them, understand their perspective. This is how you use a mastermind group. Now, again, we're talking about thinking, and I'd like to come back around to belief. Remember, I said Wallace Waddles starts out with, you have to have the belief of success but that's only part of what he talks about. It's not only the belief in the possibility of the outcome that is necessary, it is also the belief that you deserve the outcome. That's right. You must come from a position of belief that you deserve to be successful, that money is a useful energy to include in your world. Wattles goes into a very long argument as to why money is necessary in this world for the ultimate expression of creative energy. I won't do that here. You can read his book to get that part. In fact, there's a, there's a link that you can download the ebook directly from my website. Go there, find it, read it. What I'm going to focus on is on that belief. The belief that you are deserving of whatever outcome makes sense in your world. Whatever that is that is the achievement of a specific business goal or a certain level of income. It will never come about if you hold the belief that money is an evil thing or if you do not need or want money. I had a student once who, you know, her desire was to be of service. She was planning on being a missionary. And she had such a negative view of money. I was really concerned for her because as a missionary, you're kind of reliant on money other people's money to fund you and because of her belief that you know she never wanted money I was worried whether she would ever be successful in the service that she wanted to provide you see if you have a belief that money is an evil thing or that you don't need or want money you will sabotage your own effort with that one thought you will move forward in the direction of your most predominant thought. So, of course, you know my answer for this. You know how to change your thinking and what I'm about to suggest. Yes, it's gratitude. When you collect the evidence of the abundance around you, you will begin to recognize the many blessings that you have. As you recognize these blessings, you can allow yourself to feel deserving of them. Even as you are in awe of the many, many blessings of your life, you can accept these blessings. Not with arrogance, but with humility. You see, if you keep yourself in awe of how many blessings you have, it's impossible to be arrogant. So you're not working from selfishness but with respect that your blessings allow you to give even more to others to spread your light and to bring joy you are a ray of light you have the ability to share your contentment and your abundance through the service of others your blessings allow you to travel to study and to gain new experiences And this allows you to take on a broader perspective, to see the ripples that flow from you and to you from others, to see the context of your life against the backdrop of the world you have experienced, and to see how this experience is a gift to others in your life. So we started today, and we end today with gratitude. Do you want business success? Do you have goals you want to achieve? Well, it's gratitude that is the underlying principle of that success. It is the one position where you can always stand and be assured of success. Do you bring light to everyone you meet? You do if you are in a constant state of gratitude. As you create your own sunshine and are a shining light in this world, you bring joy to the people around you. Even if you are currently in a challenge, even if you currently are facing an obstacle, if you stand in gratitude, create your own sunshine, it's amazing how easily you might move through that obstacle And it's amazing how you will then attract the people, the places, and the things you need to overcome that obstacle. As you stand in gratitude, you are in control of your thoughts. You are focused in your attention. And you are certain of your outcome. As you reflect on the things that you are grateful for, include not only those blessings that you have already received, the ones that are yet to come and know with certainty that the desire that you have for whatever sec- success means to you is already assured be grateful for that success whatever it is as if it has already arrived eliminate your fears doubts and worries by remaining consistently in gratitude and model for those around you the joy of gratitude from that position your success is certain i always close by telling you to make it a great day this is what i mean model for those around you the joy of gratitude so with that make it a great day you do deserve it
2: thanks again for joining us for what matters Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll help you continue to make a difference next week.